All right, here we are for another session on the Rich Life Projects, and I'm a bit of excited today to uh, get this fella time down into a chair because I know he's a busy man, but he's half of the genius teams of the wrestlers with the Hickman brothers. Frankie Hickman, welcome to the Rich Life Projects, my friend. Thanks, Filthy. Thanks for having me, brother. You're a busy man. Yes, sir. What's what's happening right at this present moment? Uh, right now, we're in Perth, a uh, beautiful WA for um, UFC 284. Um, Bulk has a chance to move up to lightweight and take the belt for in Islam. And um, shaking out to be a good card. We got Alex on the card, uh, Loma Luke Bumi, uh, a girl that we have, one of our straw weights. Some other Aussies, we have um, obviously Tyson, Tafa, a couple of the Usus, you know, Malarkey, Jack Della, everybody like that on the card. So um, one of the Kiwis, we got Shane. So it's good to see all the boys. It's good yeah. to have everybody here. It's been, you know, um, it's been five years since they had the last Perth card here. That's my right. first time, my last time coming was this past time. So I'm just good to be back, man. It's good to take everything in. Obviously, the Aussies are good people. They hold a special place in my heart. So yep. it's nice to, to catch up with everybody and see everybody. It's, it's like a little MMA reunion all the time, isn't it? It you is. Know? It really is, man. It's uh, MMA is a small world. You it know, is. Even though it's a big on the global stage, it really is a small world, especially when you come to a place like Australia. Um, everybody knows everybody. You know what I mean? Everybody supports what everybody's doing and what they're trying to accomplish. It's not hard to get behind the Aussies and the Anzacs when they fight, so... It's nice to see. Yeah, know. 100%, 100%. So let's go back. Let's go back to when the childhood, little little Frankie, little George. Yeah. The growing up, what what was growing up like? Um, there's a three and a half age year difference between the two of us. Um, we grew up in, uh, most people know Wilmington, North Carolina, which is on the coast, uh, the east coast, southeast, as they say. But we actually grew up just outside of it in a small little town uh, called Castlehane. So Castlehane, North Carolina was a little country park. Um, and that's where we grew up. We grew up outside the city, um, surrounded. We had fields everywhere around us, uh, a couple neighbors, but you know, we, we grew up that, um, George started wrestling early first and then I got into wrestling and then that was always just kind of a part of our childhood growing up. We, we both played a, a bit of other sports. Um, I dabbled a bit with football, uh, baseball, et cetera, but, um, baseball, but the one that I always was coming back to was, was wrestling. So, so for the majority of our childhood, it was wrestling on the weekends, traveling all over North Carolina, you know, fortunate that my parents supported us in what we did, that we were able to, um, travel around the Southeast, you know, North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia, Georgia, West Virginia, Ohio, Michigan. We went, we went everywhere. So, yeah. you know, most people went on vacations. Uh, we went to wrestling tournaments. Crazy, crazy, yeah, crazy, and it's it's you guys have obviously from the young age because I'm I'm in a sim similar situation with my brother. We've lived pretty much life together everywhere, done business together, travel together, and I see that with you and George. Everywhere you go, you're doing business together. But when you was growing up, competitiveness, uh, you know, obviously George, as you said, started wrestling first. Did you look up to George or you just wanted to a bit competitive and just wanted to obviously beat each other in, in that sport or just supported each other? Well, yeah, we definitely, I definitely supported what he was doing. Um, but I was around it, you know, so much when he started, when he was about six, I mean, I was two and a half at that point. So I was there at the tournaments on the weekend supporting and doing all that. So, um, I started out, I enjoyed it. And then from there, I just kind of ran with it. You know, I, I obviously got into it because he got into it and I wanted to do what he did. But as I got more into it, I did like the competitive side of things, you know, uh, 
from an early age, um, I found success in it at the AAU level, at the kids level and stuff like that. So I realized that at my age, I was a, doing a bit better than he was at that age. So I kind of like started to compare it a bit, you know, as we grow, got older and matured a bit, you know, as we got towards like middle school, high school, obviously George was the better one, but um, that was something that, yeah, was just, was just our way of kind of, and, and it was difficult because I couldn't compete with him because he was much bigger than me. But sure it was always the same tournaments, you know, yeah. um, if I was at the tournament wrestling, so was he. And back then they set it up to where the, the kids would go in the morning and then the order groups would go in the round lunchtime or in the evening. So yeah. I'd go first finish and then we'd stick around and watch him. Yep. That's usually how it went. Yeah. Yes, sir. And, and being successful, obviously at, at young ages as well, the, the move from wrestling, uh, George, I think had a couple of MMA fights, uh, early on in the stage. You're you're just wrestling. You just stuck to wrestling as a as a youngster. Yeah, I just I just did the wrestling. Um, I didn't really think about getting in the excuse me getting into fighting. I um I first experienced it uh, after summer of my sophomore year of college. My brother was living in Atlanta. Um, I'm we're from so about six hours from where we were from. I went down to visit him for about a week, and I trained with him and a couple of the guys. I, I trained with like Jukau. Okay. Rafael, Sal, those boys, um, Bedard, uh, trained with all them down there in Atlanta, Brian Stan, and just wrestling, you know, it was just wrestling, uh, wrestled other boys in that. And, uh, that was like my first taste of it. But, you know, fast forward two years later, I graduated college in 2013. I knew what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to start selling cars. So really, uh, yeah, in 2013, I graduated two weeks later, I was in Atlanta. And uh, I worked for Hendrick Automotive, which is um, Rick Hendrick owns about a hundred and something dealerships throughout the Southeast. Okay. And uh, yeah, I worked for one, I worked for him for three years. And, what, what, uh, was the, what was the thought? Obviously, did you really have that passion to sell cars? Yeah, I did. I what, did. What, sort of, what sort of brought you to that passion? Um, one of my best mates growing up, uh, Bo Dehaus, his dad, uh, Dan, used to coach coach us in wrestling um, when we were youth growing up. We, him and I started the same year. and um, Our parents, we would always travel together and stuff like that. And he owned a car dealership. Okay. And um, I was always around it. And sometimes he'd pick me up, drop me off at practice, and it would be something new every day. Yeah. Not necessarily that he owned, but the dealership. He would just drive it. And I'm like, oh, man, this is you know pretty cool. And so, um, and then when my brother graduated, I still have four years of college left when my brother moved to Atlanta and started working for him and fighting as well. So he was fighting and he was also working full time at the dealership. Um, so I was around that kind of like lifestyle, even with George, like I could see like, you know, all these guys got something new, like blah, blah, blah. You know, that's just cool. You know, I had like a Dodge Neon in college, you know, so just watching that, I was like, damn, that's pretty cool. And then I just knew when I graduated, I want to get it. I wanted to get away from wrestling for a bit. You yeah. know, I knew there was no money in it. Um, yeah. The thing with wrestling is you, it's so demanding on the body, but it's not like football, basketball, baseball, where you can go and excel and make millions and millions of dollars. Yeah. There's a, there comes a point to where you're going to be roughing it. And even like, if you're a good assistant coach at, yeah. um, at a college, you know, you're going to be making at that high end. Forty to fifty thousand dollars. Really? So, That's all. Wow. Yeah. So you know, it's not like those other high end sports where yeah. there's like good money in it. So yeah. I kind of knew that, and yeah. I kind of said, "All right, I want to get away from this. I want to start making some money. I want to start putting some money in my bank and um and and enjoying this lifestyle because it was in a it's like a rush, you mm. know. Um, 
a couple of times when I would go down, my buddy Bo and I, we would run cars yep. for, for the dealership. So we would go, we would both go pick one up and then we'd bring it to another location and do that. And we got paid uh, 20, 30 bucks a car each time we did that. So within a week we were doing 50, not 50, excuse me. We were doing about five, six a day. Yeah. Okay. Boom, 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 boom. And it was like that. And then I just remember that's kind of like just being around that atmosphere. Yep. Everybody's like scrambling around. There's deals being made. There's people in the showrooms. And, and I'll be the first to tell you, I don't know fuck all about cars. Right? <laughs> I know about Mazdas because that's what we sold brand new. So I did all the Mazda training in that. Perfect. I could tell you some other little stuff, but if you're going to ask me, well, it's this, this, how's this work? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say, hold on a minute. Let me, I, I don't want to get too in depth about that. Cause I don't know. Yeah. You know, I was just good with people. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I just got people to like me. They'd feel comfortable. And then from there we'd have a conversation. And, um, and that's what attracted me to it. Kind of just being around it and, and realizing, you know, kind of like the, the boys come in with the slick shoes. They got the hair back, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like, to me, yeah. To me, that was like, that was kind of like a, an adrenaline rush. Yeah. And, uh, and then that was something that when I started doing it about f three, four weeks in, I knew that I was pretty good at it. And I was like, oh yeah, this is, this is fun. Yeah. So to me making money and like, and getting to do that stuff, going on test drives, like delivering cars to people. Um, and with my ADHD, I was always busy. Yeah. So <laughs> like, you know, before you look up, it's seven thirty, eight o'clock yep. and you're ready to like almost, you know, people coming out of finance, you're ready to go. So yeah. that was to me was what really attracted me to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. So when you, obviously you get to that point, growing up, you you like that. When did you, you get to the stage, George, I think George moved back to Thailand, or George moved to Thailand? George moved to Thailand in 2014. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. when was that part? Because obviously then you followed. Yeah, so George moved in 2014 to, to Thailand. Um, he came by my work on his off day and he was just like, hey, um, I'm moving uh, to Thailand. And I had no idea where Thailand was. And yeah. I was just like, oh, yeah, sweet. When are you moving? And he's like, oh, two weeks. And I'm like, fuck, that's pretty soon. <laughs> I was like, all right. Crazy. So, you know, did our thing. Um, dropped him off at the airport. Within a couple of days, I went by his apartment. He was living with his buddy. And I picked up, like, the rest of his shit, you yep. know. Um, and then I got to thinking, well, if he's going to do his dream, like, I should start thinking about mine. So yep. uh, there's a Division One university uh, called Appalachian state yep. where I'm from in North Carolina in the mountains, like the Western part oh, of the state. Okay. And they were looking for an assistant. They wanted an assistant wrestling coach. And I had known the head coach, uh, this guy, John Mark Bentley, great guy, great Christian guy. Um, he kind of reached out to me and it one day out of the blue, when I was like thinking about something and we had never really communicated before. Yeah, right. And I was like, fuck, is this really happening? So we chatted a bit and then uh, I ended up going down on an interview. Um, I went to like some spring thing for Hendrick in Charlotte. It was about an hour and a half drive. So I shot down, stayed the night, trained, came back the next night. And uh, the next day uh, he had offered me the job. He was like, hey, you know, and I, and I kind of pondered on it. I didn't ponder that long. Nah. Um, I, had a I had a feeling if he was going to offer me, I was going to do it. Yep. Um, so I jumped at it. I was like, you know, all right, sweet. So boom, I did that. Took the job, went in, uh, told my, you know, told my boss. Yep. It was a bit of a hectic conversation. I was going to you know? say, Because yeah. it was more of like him and I's relationship was a bit different. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. It wasn't like a normal, like. A bit like a family. Yeah, family it wasn't like a manager guy that were like I was replaceable, yep. you know. Um, and yeah, I did that. And then uh, that was 2014. Yep. And then I did that for one year. 
Okay. Uh, so I went in, boof, did it for a year. Enjoyed it, loved it. Realized that coaching uh, young adults when I was a young adult wasn't the right thing for me at the time. You yep. know, I was single, still kind of running amok. Yep. Um, <clears throat> small call. It was a college town and stuff like that. So yeah. everybody knew everybody's business yeah. and shit like that. And it, it could have been, and I'm like, man, like this, this isn't the ideal place because it's mm. so small and yeah. stuff like that. So um, I went in and had a conversation with him and I was like, Hey, listen, like this isn't, yeah. it's nothing with you. I was like, I just don't think I'm ready. Yeah. Boom. Uh, he was like, okay, you're going to stay, you know, when are you going to leave another couple of weeks? And I, this was a Monday. And I said, Nah, bro. I said I'll be out on Wednesday. So yeah, he was a bit shocked. Yeah, he yeah. was a bit shocked. But like I said, and now their team's is doing great, man. You is know? it? Um, yeah. yeah, it was an awesome experience. Three national qualifiers, a couple of the Southern Conference champs. Uh, it was a good, good dual team. We traveled a bit. Yeah, um, I got to experience a lot. Dealt with parents, saw that side of things. You know, did the the recruiting process, yeah. so I understand that side of things. But um, I knew what I was to do, so I left. Um, I'd already, I just gotten a passport, booked a ticket right away for three weeks to go visit my brother. Yep. Um, he had been there a year now already fly in, spend three weeks in Phuket. And I realized like, man, I, I really like this place. You yeah. Know? Come back on a land on a Sunday, Saturday night, Sunday, go back to the car business. So that now I'm there for two years. So I jumped right back in the car business. Okay. Yeah. Right. Start doing my thing again. Uh, and then about a year in, it really started to hit me like, yeah. you know, my brother was at, at that time he was at Tiger and he was like, listen, um, I'm doing the wrestling and the MMA, which he was more than capable of doing. Yeah. But if you want to give this Hickman bro thing a crack, he's like, you know, you come out, I'll run the MMA, you run the wrestling, I'll assist you, you assist me. And the more I thought about it, the more I started to, you know, started to itch at it. And then I, you know, got to thinking and then, you know, there were some things holding me back. I had a car I needed to sell like a yep. Corvette. So yep. that was, you know, a bit. And then I f fuck, I just chucked it online one day on Craigslist. Yeah. Within two weeks, somebody had like bought it within three weeks. Oh wow. Somebody bought it. And I was like, that, fuck, this that's is you. Getting, yeah. This is getting like serious. Sure. And then this was, I left in May. So this was February, I believe. And then March rolls around. And then I knew I had four roommates. One of them was my, was my best mate who was moving back home. Yeah. The other one was my boy Harold who I knew was going to find a place. And then the other two were uh, back then, uh, Sarah and Sean. They were together, so they were going to get their own spot. So okay. really, they were, everything was, they were going to lie and we yeah. were going to get it at the least. The least ended in May. Yeah. And I was like, walk and fuck off and then you guys can just handle the rest. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's basically what happened. You know, once I sold my car, I had a, I had a, a, a salesman that worked for me that would, I worked at a Mini Cooper dealership. Every night, I'd toss him the keys to one and he would pull it out the back. Right. Then I would just run out the back, drive out the back to work because I lived <laughs> close. Every morning, I'd get there extra early and we'd come swinging in. Yeah. I'd put it back on the lot. I did that for probably five weeks. Really? Like, yeah, <laughs> like it was like pretty, you know, and then my, my boss caught wind of it. I was going to tell yeah. him he caught wind of it from someone else. Yeah, okay. That was another conversation in itself. Yeah. And then he was just like, you know, and I said, listen, I'll finish the month. Like I'll yep. do, I'll put in my two weeks, but I'll finish the last three weeks. Yep. And then I said, but in April, you know, I'm, I'm going to, and he, you know, bitched the moon a bit, but is what it is. Yep. Um, and that's what happened. Yep. So then April came around, did some traveling. My buddy got married, saw my grandparents stuff, went out to Florida, blah, blah, blah. And then May, 2017, wheels are up. 
and I was over in Thailand. Thailand. Yeah. And, and basically from then on, it's been one hectic life, huh? Yeah, from then uh, on, yeah. Because I've, I've known you since uh, going over to Thai with Mark Hunt and all that, but I previously knew what you're doing over there with wrestling. But just to see over the years now, like you must sometimes sit back now making that decision to go over with George Running a successful like the Tiger part when you was in with the Hickman brothers, but now you're now you're not only working with the 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 elites of the elites. Yes, sir. Um, with with City Kickboxing and Alex Volkanovski, all all the great fighters at the moment. You always see one of the Hickmans around somewhere. Yes, sir. But now you've got your own your own establishment uh, over in Phuket. Yes, sir. So that's George and yourself. George, myself, uh, Woody, the Jew. And um, a couple other boys. Woody's the strength conditioning guy. Woody's the S&C guy. The okay, Jew, yeah. Alex does our- Alex Childs, yes. Uh, Shields. Oh, Shields, sorry. Yes, sir, no worries, no Alex, <laughs> he's he a singer. Our, he does our um, does our jiu-jitsu. Yep. Uh, then we got Big Dave, and then we got a couple of the boys as well. You know, Volk and Joe are also invested as well. So okay. um, it's good, man. It's- um, and what's the the gym, gym's name? Bangtao Muay Thai and MMA. Okay, beautiful. So Bangtao is located in the northern part of Phuket. Yep. About 20 minutes from the airport. Uh, yep. In the Bangtao Serin area, we're about three minutes from Bangtao Beach. We're about five minutes from Serin. Yeah. So we really are right there in uh, in 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 God's country. Is that yeah, cool? we're, yeah. We're in a nice cozy little spot, man. And, Beautiful. Uh, yeah, we offer it all: Muay Thai, SNC, wrestling, MMA, Jiu-Jitsu. We do yoga now as well. We do the Muay Thai. We have a grill cafe called Ringside. Oh, beautiful. Um, yeah. Um, things are good. We have a uh, gear shop. We get all of our gear done through one of the boys, Ash and the Gage. Yep. Oh yes, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's he's another guy that's that stuck with us from the get go. Believed in the dream, um, and has backed us. So, what better way to give uh, to have somebody on board with us than to use our clothing through him? And not only that, Ash is a good cunt man. He's done a lot for the boys. Yep. Even before yeah the gym, you know, he's built engaged from the ground up. I was gonna say he's he's done that pretty much from the ground up, and and he's he seems like a very good businessman because he's got. Onto Izzy and Alex uh, when when they were first obviously on the scene. Yes, sir. And they obviously promoted Engage and but that team. It's sort of the way you guys are building it. The way an outsider like me and I've been around this game for a long time is, is you got a very good team with the likes of Ash at Engage Clothing. Then you got your your guys at your gym who are supporting you, Joe, Alex, the City Kickboxing. Yes, sir. You know Eugene who. To me, he's one of the masterminds of the MMA world at, yes. as we speak, and I know his background with Lolo and a few of the other crew when he was younger as well. But that, that's a that must be a bit of a buzz yes, when sir. you're working with some of those guys now and forming a team, which really at this point is an un, unbeatable team if you look at the stats in champions and and people. But probably outside of the champions and so forth, it's more. The camaraderie, yeah, 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 the course. loyalty, and the community that you guys have—it's the boys. That's yeah, man. It is. It's before the boys were at the stage. They've, they've, they were. We were all just chatting shit, kicking about, having a laugh. Like that's that's a good thing about us. And even though the boys are getting better and excelling and stuff like that, and they have, it doesn't change. We still talk shit. We still run each other down. We still fucking as you do as friends. As we do as friends, we put as much shit on each other as we can. And that's to me, that's the beauty of it. That's. What keeps us grounded, you yeah. know? Um, nobody's safe. Nah. Eugene, Joe, <laughs> Israel, Alex, Brad, nobody's safe. Yeah. Um, everybody can cop it at any point in time. If you get too ahead of yourself, we'll yeah. let you know about it. Yeah. And uh, 
Yeah, man, it's good. And how's the, how's your body? Obviously, obviously, still a young whippersnapper at this point. But when you're training, because you're physically in there, you're not just standing back going, okay, well, I want you to do this, do that. Yes, sir. But what's what's your body and take on? You know, how's that holding up? It's 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 been a bit be- a bit beaten up. Yeah, but it comes with it. Yeah, it, it, it um it just comes with it. It's it's part of it's part of it. Like um. What I do for a living, I don't take for granted at all. Yeah, so yeah. I'm fortunate, man, you know. So, um, again, as you get older, you have your little niggles and little in- injuries and this and that. But uh, I find ways to work around it, you yeah. know. I, I got to do what's best for the boys. like 100%. So, if that means I got to tape something up or whatever, then I'll do that. You yeah. know, I've had, my, I've had my, when the boys fought in New York, I did something the last day of sparring and yeah. fucking tweaked my rib a bit. But we yeah. just, we taped it up. You get through it and stuff like that. You just, you monitor it and stuff. But... You deal with it after the camp's done. You yes, deal with yeah. it when uh, you put that on the back. Like, like a fight, basically. Yes. When you get injured in a fight, you just carry on until after fight. Then you go, I'll get it all, all yes, seen sir. to. Yes, sir. Who's been that person who you thought, oh, I'll work with them and next minute they've shocked you? One with their work rate, one with their ethics, and one with their strength, so to speak? Well, you know, it's hard not to put somebody like Alex in the conversation, you know, when I first worked with him five years ago and how – not only I, f- I'm the re- I focus on the wrestling, I try to stay in my lane, but not only how much better he's gotten with the wrestling, and it hasn't just been through from me. He's, he's, there's other people that played parts, but with the wrestling, he's gotten, he's just boom, 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 gotten better. But also his IQ has just gotten tremendous, you know, just watching what he can do, how he can do it. You know, the guys he fights, um, his work ethic yeah. is, is second to none. Um, broke hand, no broke hand. Hurt this, hurt that. He's in it, you know. Yeah. He doesn't take much time off him. Um, obviously, a guy like Israel who can, um, who everybody says can't do in this and can't do that, but can get takedowns and fights. But also, not only the wrestling side of things, his his work ethic as well, yeah. and the way he can, you know, make people fight his fight. Um, how smart he is, how he can see things like as they're happening and make reads on stuff. Um, Girl, people like Loma, Luke Boomi, yep. who when we got her, she weighed no more than 100 pounds. Really? Now she's, you know, she gets up to about 125. You know, Woody's done a tremendous job with her. George has done a great job evolving her. And, you know, to seeing her now, I believe she's three and two or four and two in the UFC, um, knocking on the doors just outside the top 15, probably. Um, her progress and how she's bought into the system. And yeah. like I said, man, I've seen her, I've seen her go with guys, um, Bigger than her, and I've seen really? him, and I'm not exaggerating. I've yeah, seen no, her toss no. them around. Yeah, man. really. Wow. I've seen her toss guys around. Um, I've seen her put guys on their ass. Um, she's another one that stands out. And then, yeah. you know, people like people like Rafael Fazio, who yes. is tremendous. You know, obviously, you gotta. We were fortunate to work with guys like that. Yeah. Peter Yawn, you saw flies in the rankings, yep. do stuff like that. Yeah. Even people outside of. The UFC, Top Noy is another one. Top yep. Noy comes from a Muay Thai background, but bought into the MMA, yep. and he's taking it seriously. Won his first round of the road to UFC. He wins one more. He'll probably get himself into the UFC. Okay. He's a character. Yeah. You know, people like that. I could go on about it, you yeah, know. Yeah. Um, we've been fortunate to work with a lot of guys. A lot of guys. And that's what I was going to say. Did what's You know, some of the no- – Alex, Israel, Tyson, Pedro, Ty Tuovasa. Look at guys like Tyson and Ty, you know. Um, Ty's 
Ty's come such a long way. Um, you know, he? yeah, just from he's always had that that mentality in him. But to watch Ty do his thing, have a setback, come back stronger as well. He's and he's still young, he but he's still getting so much better in this sport. You know what I mean? Um, Tyson's another one who was he has had some setbacks. That's right. Yeah. Then he had another one. Yep. But now he's on the he's looking down the barrel of of another three fight win streak. Yes. You know, he stops this guy in the first round. There's three first round finishes in a row. Yeah. Then, then we're, then, then we're talking. Then, then we're talking. Yeah. And you know, then there, you got guys like Justin who's doing great. Junior just got in. Yes. Um, yeah, it is. It's, it's great to watch. Um, yeah. it's something that obviously we're proud of, but it's been something that a lot of people played a part. I was going to say, it's, oh, of course. it's a massive team, but it, it'd oh, be yeah. like watching your, having a child and watching it grow and, and, you know, progress and everything else. It's, it must be a great feeling on that. That yes, side again for you guys because again, when you say when people say Hickman brothers, whether it's George or Frankie, it's all you guys are the face of the Hickman brothers, and that's what people will respect. Yes, and in sir. this game, you know, as I've said, I've been in this game for a long, long time, and you don't last in this game if you haven't got the respect of the true athletes, yes, sir. the true coaches. Yes, sir. So I, I admire you and and George for what you guys have done uh, through being in Thailand, but coming from your wrestling, but just. You know, you can go up to you guys, approach you guys, and he's a he's a down to earth, and I think that's the community that you involve yourself in. What's what's the the vision going forward? Obviously, for the gym over in Phuket. Visions going forward is we want to obviously uh, expand in a bit uh, and just make it a place to where we can train. You know, great athletes. Obviously, we can produce more athletes. Uh, a place to where people can come on holiday and train, etc. Um, you don't have to be a tremendous fighter or. You don't have to even come to our gym to want to fight. You can come to our gym to want to take S&C classes, to do yoga, to eat at the grill, you know, to to just maybe do some evening rolls. Like, you know, we just want a place where people can come, feel comfortable, not be intimidated, um, enjoy themselves and get training in while they're on holiday. You know, it's 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 a place to where we don't have any egos. We're not into that. If you do have an ego, you can get the fuck out. We're not into that by any means, you know. A place to where people can come train next to Alex, or yeah, yeah. they can spar with Loma. She needs a partner yeah. and not be intimidated. Yeah. You know, that's that's what we're after. And get, um, get motivated. Of course, them. a place to where the boys can come over, yep. and when the boys come over from Australia, New Zealand, boom, yeah, they know yep. where they're gonna go. Yeah, hundred percent. No, that's yeah, and it, you can see that growing. I can see that growing throughout the the socials and everything else. But knowing you guys uh, and how you guys run your community and your business, I I really can't see it not succeeding yes, in, in that way. So, if I was to, uh, I know you're you're a busy man. If I was to say, Frankie Hickman, right at this minute, what is your rich life? What what is your rich life and, you know, that makes you happy and, and sort of complete at this point in your life? What makes me happy is is doing what I do, um, being around the atmosphere, uh, being around the guys, making sure they're good, uh, like whether it's being the logistics guy and driving them to wherever or picking them up from the airport or making sure their defense is on point or making sure that I'm just like the hype guy to just keep the, the energy up the energy just up. to talk shit. Yeah, yeah. like I – I have several different roles, you know yeah. what I mean? Like I, I, whatever they need me for, I'm the guy for it. But like, this is why I moved to to Thailand. This is what I came across the world for. And I jumped in this business for him is to make these relationships and to watch the boys or the girls get to where they want to be in Excel and, you know, make their country proud or their hometown proud. Like, you know, look yeah. at a girl like Loma. She comes from Bulilam, very poor. 
uh, area. Um, not much there at all. And, you know, to see her now, she's in the Thai newspapers and they, they support her and they, Thai people have somebody that they can root for. That's incredible. It's an amazing, amazing oh, yeah, story. It's incredible. Isn't it? it's, it's, amazing story. You know, that's, that's what you want to see. And, um, and again, I do, I am very appreciative of, of this. Uh, I'm thankful that I'm at a point now to where we can have a gym so we yeah. can call our own and bring people in. Um, and yeah, you know, I'll do this until my body won't let me yeah. anymore. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Nah. No, I appreciate it, mate. I appreciate your time yeah, coming on the Rich Life Project because, as I say, it's fight week for you guys and I appreciate and only hope, obviously, for the best for you guys. But, again, Frankie, thank you for your time on the Rich Life Project, my friend. No problem, brother. Champion. Thank you.